Well, happy Thursday, folks. Carbondale, the Going Fork Valley, and beyond. You are tuned into Everything Under the Sun, the Sopra Sun's weekly radio program right here on KDNK, the best radio station this side of the Mississippi. And there's a fresh issue of the Sopra Sun at a newsstand near you. Grab a copy when you get the chance. 24 pages of lovely content and important content. Uh, A mixed bag. And for today's interview for Everything Under the Sun, we have a special guest on the line uh, from In the Field. Um, We have Barbara Sophia on the line. Barbara is has been um, following wild horse uh, herds and finding wild horses when she can and also um, documenting them ahead of the roundups that have been having happening for quite a few years now. And you could find uh, Barbara's column on page 20 of the Sopra Sun this week. Uh, Barbara, are you on the line? I am. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear, loud and clear. Uh, thank you so much for joining Perfect. us on the air on Everything Under the Sun. Well, thank you, James, for having me. It's absolutely my pleasure. Um, and, Barbara, this is the second time you've written a story for the Sopris Sun. You wrote one, I think, about this time last year, also regarding wild horses. Is that right? That is. Um, yeah, in fact, it might have even been two years ago already. Oh my gosh, has but, it been um, that long? <laughs> it really has. And um, this year is a little exceptional. It, we've seen some of the worst um, roundups that we've ever seen. Um, there's one going on right now in the antelope complex, and uh, that started on... July 9th, there's already been 31 deaths in the process, so um, that's been really heartbreaking. 31 horse deaths in the process, um, and I want to get into that again for our listeners. Uh, what is the, That's the Antelope Complex in Nevada, is that right? Correct. It actually consists of four various HMAs. And HMAs are horse management areas. That's right. Horse management areas. So the acronym for that is HMA. Thank you uh, so much. Um, So I do want to get into the antelope complex as well as the McCullough herd, uh, which you referenced in the article. And there is a deadline to comment um, as far as the McCullough herd roundup. Uh, That deadline is coming up on August 12th. Uh, I would like to... Yeah, right around the corner. Right around the corner. Uh, for our listeners, just while we're on the subject, uh, you could visit www.bit.ly slash McCullough. That's capital M-C, capital C, U-L-L-O-U-G-H, herd, H-E-R-D, with a capital H. Uh, and that will route you right to the comment page. Um 
But first, Barbara, I want to kind of introduce listeners to you. Um, you have kind of an untraditional path to this um, conservation of uh, wild horses, and it started after you had a career here in the Valley. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, your, where you're from and how you came to the Valley and what you did here? Sure. Um, I actually grew up in the Valley. Our family came in the 60s. Um, we had a restaurant up in Aspen for a number of years, very successful. And I, uh, at the university, studied graphics. And through that, when I graduated, I had a graphics international was my company. So I worked a lot with uh, companies really all over the country as well as overseas because I also speak French and German. And through that, I got um, a job with Ocean Pacific designing their children's line. And then from there, started a woman's clothing line and then from there jewelry and then had a shop and after about 30 years of doing that sold everything and um, decided to do something very different. That's what it sounds like. And so now you find yourself in the middle of an HMA, a um, horse, uh, wild horse management area, um, staking out for horses. And so did you see yourself doing that um, when you were working of, at the clothing store, or, um, when you owned the clothing store in Aspen? Um, actually, I had the clothing store in Redstone. Excuse but, me. Um, no worries, but no, I it it wasn't on the it wasn't on the agenda. I mean, how this all started was I was down in Arizona. There's an amazing herd there, the Salt River, um, and they're gorgeous, gorgeous animals. I went out to take a picture for a painting because now that I had sold my business. I was going to do my lifelong dream of painting. And um, I was staying with some friends who also have a wild horse rescue. And after that, taking that photo, we started talking about more in depth about wild horses. And I had no idea what that whole what that whole thing was about. It was something so foreign to me to hear that these amazing creatures were being rounded up. Right. And um, so the uh, the BLM has uh, spearheaded this movement or this um, process of um, rounding up uh, the wild horses. Um, and now, if I'm correct, some horses, they... Um, will uh, uh, they will um, they will catch and then release back into the wild? Um, but a lot of horses they will not uh, release into the wild. 
what do they do with the horses that are released back into the wild? Um, so the horses that are released back into the wild, they're treating them with PZP, and that is a, a anti-fertility drug. Okay. It's, um, I'm probably going to butcher this name, but the, the name is Porcine Dona Policita. Okay. So it's PZP. It's actually derived from the protein coating around pig's eggs. And then they mix it with an appropriate adjuvant. And when it's started into the horse, it raises the antibodies. And that then attaches to the surface of the ovulating egg, preventing hmm. the sperm to penetrate. Um, and they've actually had um, quite a bit of success with that. Uh, the McCullough herd, actually, when we talk about that down the road here, um, that was actually considered a herd that was prized for having the PZP administered because they were only having um, a 2% yearly increase of foals. Okay, so that's pretty and, low. And those studies, yeah, and those studies have been taking place since 2011. So it's pretty surprising that now they're wanting to round up this herd, which consists of only 180 horses. And that's the McCullough herd? Yes. Okay. And they're on over 120,000 acres. So to put that a little bit into perspective, that's about 665 acres per horse. Wow. Um, so I do want to talk a little bit more about the McCullough herd, but first, um, for our listeners, you, can you just explain what your research process is like and, um, how often you are visiting, uh, these horse ma or wild horse management areas? Sure. Um, I, the summer did start out that this was what was going to be happening. But because of fires in Canada, I was unable to go up there to do a project of studying some grizzly families, which I've been doing the past three years now. Okay. Um, so when there was this time chunk of time that opened up, one of the things I noticed was there are many people going out to photograph horses, then we hear of the roundup, then we hear of the horses being held in holding facilities, but there really hasn't been much research done on going out, seeing the health of the horses, looking at the land, and getting that information back to the public. So what my process has been is, is I have a sprinter van and I am literally out on the land every day somewhere. Um, I walk at least five miles a day, many times more. 
um, we are told that there is an overpopulation of horses. And I can tell you there are many times where it is really hard to even find a horse. You had mentioned that in your article that uh, it could be hard to locate these horses, and I imagine on foot especially. Um, and I yeah. assume that's the need for the BLM. And uh, granted, we may be speculating here, but to use helicopters. Um. Yes, it's also a way that they're pushing them quickly, and. It is also a way for them to scope out where they're hiding. I was in the Antelope Complex prior to the helicopters flying, and it's really hard to to find any horses on 1.2 million acres. I drove for days, I hiked for days, and I only found one small band of seven horses tucked away in the junipers, and they all looked really healthy. Hmm. That's the other thing. We're fed this false narrative that these horses, one, are overpopulated, but two, that they are starving. And I have yet to see any starving horses. They're all very well fed. Have you had the chance to uh, see one of these roundups um, in person when it's taking place? I was was actually planning to stay for the Antelope Complex roundup, and I have a couple other advocate friends. One of them is Laura Lee. She's with Wild Horse Education. She is doing an amazing job with documenting and what I realized is if I would go and witness because they're horrific what's happening if I would witness one of these roundups that would put me down for doing anything more than what I'm trying to do which is stay ahead of the roundup trying to get the information to people and I realized I'm only one person. There's somebody already documenting the roundup, but there needs to be somebody boots on the ground, packing up the hills and mountains, looking for these horses so that people can get visuals with photographs and video of how they're really doing, what the landscape looks like. Um, for our listeners, uh, you are tuned in to Everything Under the Sun, the Sopra Sun's weekly radio program. I'm your host, James Steinler, speaking with Barbara Sophia, who travels to various wild horse management areas, documenting the condition of herds ahead of roundups in, uh, in an effort to help stop the roundups. Um, so you had just mentioned, uh, Barbara, uh, photography, and that really, you're an excellent photographer, um, and have sev- and have documented several photos of these wild horses, which I know are on your Instagram page. Um, and there's also a couple photos online on uh, at the Sopra Sun at soprasun.com. 
as well as uh, only one photo made it in print on page 20 this week. Sorry for the uh, <laughs> mouthful there, but um, can you uh, um, can you tell uh, listeners, I guess, um, about uh, the how the medium of photography has helped you um, get your point across and uh, where people could find those photographs? Yes, it's definitely a form of storytelling. It gives me a whole nother perspective. And maybe it also gives me, I don't want to say permission, because one shouldn't feel like they have to have permission to go out and be in the woods. But in a way, I feel like it gives me permission to be out there. I love taking the photos of these magnificent animals and showing others what I'm experiencing, even though in some ways it gets a little diluted because you don't have the sounds, the smells, Mm. those tactile um, sensory, but you do have the visual. How how close uh, do you get to the horses when you're um, photographing them? You should always stay at least 100 feet away. Um, and I've got a wonderful camera with a long telephoto lens. It's really important to give any animals a space not to crowd them. And that's actually something that I have a hard time with going into a national park, which it's very rare that you'll find me in a national park because of the reason of people crowding the animals. And um, that way you also aren't going to see their natural behaviors because they're so stressed out. So the process that I go through is I really take my time, I listen, I sit, I watch, and keep a distance. The key is having a good camera with a good lens. Okay. Uh, Do you run into other people who are doing the same thing as you? Sometimes I do. There are a few other photographers that I've run into. It's more that they're taking photos. There hasn't really been many people that I've run into that are actually documenting the horses. Okay. Um, and so I'd like to, uh, we have about eight minutes left. The show goes by rather quickly. Um, but I want to, where are you now and what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm trying to escape the heat. Oh goodness. It is like, it's everywhere. Um, so I, I've been up in northern Montana, but um, I'm heading down and I'll be going back into Utah, Wyoming, Colorado. Um, There's several more herds on the schedule for Roundup. Okay. And um, trying to just get that information out there. Some of it I have, I just need to now put it together. Mm-hmm. Some of it I don't have, 
And um, I know that, uh, and you and I had discussed uh, before we had jumped on the call today, um, that there is a list uh, that on the BLM's website of these upcoming um, uh, gatherings or these upcoming, um, excuse me, now roundups. Um, and but that can change. Um, but they, th- I went on the website today, and it does seem like they update it. Uh, I think the last time was maybe about a month ago. Um, and people could find that list of roundups at www.blm.gov/program/wild-horse-and-burrow/herd-management. Again, that is www.blm.gov/program/wild-horse-and-burrow/herd. Dash management. I know that was a long one. There's some additional information as well there um, about. Uh, the... I'm surprised. I'm surprised you found it. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's it's not an easy website to navigate around. So, um, yeah, but there does seem to be a lot of. Uh, there seems to be quite a few roundups planned and including two in Colorado, um, the sand wash basin herd, uh, which as you noted in your calm is due to be rounded up September 25th to October 30th, as well as the West Douglas Creek herd, uh, which you say is to be zeroed out. Can you explain uh, what that means? They're going to get rid of all the horses there. And honestly, I don't I haven't gotten a straight answer why. So that's something I'm digging into more, why they don't want any horses there. Um, okay. That's a bit of a mystery, which I'm going to delve into more. Okay. So we only do have a few minutes left, um, and I know you would like to talk about Wyoming's McCullough herd. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that roundup? Yes, um, there are 181 horses. These horses are absolutely exquisite. They're strong, they're healthy, and there are 93 of these horses. So about half of the herd are 13 years and older, and they are wanting to take primarily the younger horses and round them up which then is going to leave the older horses and which have been treated with the PZP. Some of them, they want to treat with additional gonacon. Not quite sure why, but leaving just older horses that have all been treated, this horse is going to become non-existent. And it's a real concern that we're going to lose something very special. And now there is a public comment period uh, that expires um, at 4.30 p.m. on uh, August 12th. So that's uh, day after tomorrow. Um, And uh, have you gotten a chance to comment on that, Barbara? Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. I, I, fi- I figured so. Um, 
And <laughs> for other people who would like to take the opportunity to co uh, comment on Wyoming's McCullough Herd Roundup, uh, you can visit, again, www.bit.ly slash McCullough Herd. Um, okay, um, so we just have a couple minutes left, Barbara. Uh, what would you like to cover before I let you go? Um, just quickly, with that link, for whatever reason, people are having issues trying to use it with their iPhones, but it does work perfectly using a laptop or a desktop. Okay. And each comment, they're saying they will read through them. So our hope is that we can have that roundup stop. Okay, and those comments do go through uh, the Bureau of Land Management, I believe. They do. Okay. Yes. Great. And for our listeners, before I let you go, Barbara, um, uh, I'd like to share with our listeners, uh, just you, in case they want to find some of your photography or fo uh, follow what you're doing out in the field, um, uh People can find information at www.biobio.site slash wild horse legacy. Again, that's www.bio.site slash wild horse legacy. And that will uh, give you links to uh, Barbara Sophia's uh, Instagram account as well as some other resources regarding the um, uh, advocacy against uh, these roundups. Barbara, I want to thank you so very much for your time today. Uh, do try to stay cool out there um, and keep us. Thank you for keeping us informed with your columns um, about the wild horse roundups. Um, thank you, James, for having me. <laughs> it, is, it was my pleasure. Uh, you take care, and we'll talk to you next time, Barbara. Sounds like a plan. All the best. All the best. Thank you for staying tuned to everything under the sun today. Sober Sun's weekly radio program. Have a wonderful Thursday, Carbondale.